hard for people to find motivation to get into the gym or to go back or to even re-engage. But here we have a unique point, not only for your local community, but for the global community. Don't like re-engage on the local level, of course, but also re-engage, it's a unique opportunity to re-engage on the global level. Hey, hey, another cool episode today. I talked to the new games director and old games director, uh, Dave Castro. And we talk about the new season open, who's going to win the games this season when Matt Fraser's out of the picture. And also we are talking about motivation. Why should people, you know, do uh, the, the open? Why should they train at the moment? And um, yeah, I hope you have some good insights in maybe what uh, Dave is up to. He's revealing one item you need to do, have for the foundations uh, section of the open. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're talking about the games, we're talking about training, we're talking about books. Uh, I hope you like this episode and yeah, happy listening. One, two, three. My name is Carl Powell. I am Marco Vesali. I'm Asaran Talat. Carl Dial. I'm the... Oh. Hola, soy Marco Gasali. Ustedes están escuchando bien to the Escapist Corner. Moro, Ranta la base de la serpiente, sacó el Escapist Corner. Yeah, so welcome to the Escapist Corner. Three, two, one. Uh, well, <laughs> welcome to the Escapist Corner. Today we have uh, the most famous um, uh, Marcus McLean and uh, Dave Castro on the show, uh, games director uh, and uh, co-director co of training at CrossFit. And uh, Mac is the um, uh, liaison for, for Germany, Austria, Switzerland. So uh, two great gentlemen on the show. And most of these guys that are listening to that today and watching already know Dave, but for those who don't know him, um, we're, uh, I'm just going to uh, say he he's from California and has <laughs> been, <laughs> been into this scene for a very long time um, and has all the insights to, to CrossFit and has been one of the pillars of, uh, you know, growing this to, the, to this monster that it has become. So thank you, Dave, for that. Before we kick this off, Dave, I know you like to read books, um, and uh, I wanted to ask you, what book describes you the most? <laughs> oh man, that's a great unexpected question. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really good question. That's the type of question like where honestly i'd like to sit and process and like really think about and and get to give you a really good answer and not just kind of give you a rush answer but in all the podcasts i've ever done and i've done a lot recently nobody's ever asked me a question that question or a question like that where i'm just like darn i don't know but um i like that that's a really good question it's powerful it's powerful yeah. no I, I i just wanted to ask it because sometimes you relate to to a book or a character a lot 
uh, or maybe you don't you just relate to it it's not because you're similar but you're just that's like my idol and it might be you know it can be an old woman in the 18th century uh, and I just feel like okay this is a strong person I would really like to be like that person um, well uh, so on that note um, the Odyssey with uh, Odysseus you know like I, I don't compare myself to him but I like the journey and the struggle and the fight and like it's Greek mythology and I like all that it represents and that to me uh, I'm not going to compare myself to him or his flight or that mythological journey but that I do you know I've gone on some adventures through life and had some trials and tribulations to make it through so again without just having listened to this conversation I'll take it to that book which the Odyssey for me is like a really influential book and the Iliad too um, because of the significance of what those books uh, represent, but also in the, the those stories and the classics in general are that way for a specific reason. They survive the test of time and the stories they tell and the lessons you can learn from them are so significant. And oftentimes people talk about reading leadership books and uh, motivational books. And I don't read anything like that. And I say there's so much motivation and leadership you can learn from books like that and from the classics that it's, um, I find my inspiration from those types of uh, books and not the modern popular things you see out there so often. Yeah, well, I think we're gonna uh, circle back to that at the end actually, because uh, I think it kind of connects to what CrossFit is uh, doing uh, to uh, you know its coaches and staff and everything so we might uh, come back to that um, but now we are you know in in a situation that we're in where people are um, you know stuck at home mostly especially here in, in uh, northern Europe we are all in lockdown since three or four months and um, what we see in our community our members and so on are dropping mo motivation and um, now we have like the open coming and we're trying to uh, motivate our communities in the best way uh, not only for the open but just you know get off the couch and and do stuff now i know dave you're one of your strengths uh, is that you're good at pushing people and finding that why with people so um what would you say to someone to, you know, get them motivated by, by now uh, when, you know, they're not seeing anyone and uh, training is maybe lacking? Yeah, that's a great question. And in regards to the Open this year, so many people are in what I'd call a compromised position, not having access to their gyms, not having access to their traditional communities. The Open fundamentally is a an affiliate and a community competition. When you really look at and boil it down, it happens in the gyms. And now what you've done, what we have is a scenario where all these gyms are closed, especially in your part of the world right now. And so all these athletes have lost that personal connection with their uh, communities and with their affiliate. And so what I see and what I would tell people is a unique opportunity as, as using this as the re-engagement point okay, you've been out of the community, you've been out of, um, out of the gym for the last however many months, 
almost a year. Let's rally behind and make this a goal. Don't even worry about your numbers, but let's rally behind. This is how you're going to re-engage with your community. You're going to have a Zoom Friday night lights. You're going to do the workouts, maybe even equipment free if you don't have anything at home with your coach via Zoom. And, and it's just going to be a touch point, a tangible touch point for your community to, to be there for you. And I think for the past, you know, before this, before we'll call the open coming up, this period, it's hard for people to find motivation to get into the gym or to go back or to even re-engage. But here we have a unique point, not only for your local community, but for the global community. Don't like re-engage on the local level, of course, but also re-engage. It's a unique opportunity to re-engage on the global level. And uh, that's the thing I'd, I'd recommend to people. And it's a tough sell. I mean, I'll tell you what, like it's tough, um, especially with people who haven't been able to train and who haven't been able to get to the gym to now say, we're asking you to get back into fitness via a competition, <laughs> you know, but it is, it's more than a competition. It's a community event. So really we're asking you to get back involved with the community and a community event. Yeah. And I don't know what the outlook is for you guys, but it's probably not great for even March. Hopefully it might be better, but I don't know what do you, what's going on. What do you guys see? We just, we just found out or heard at least till the 1st of March, probably till the 14th of March, we'll be in the lockdown status that we're in. So it doesn't look like we'll be able to return to the, the gym or to the affiliates for the open. So <clears throat> continuing to drive this program that Rick Ricard set up is going to be a great way to, to try to motivate people to stick with it. The yeah. fitness the fitness that this program uh, delivers is, is fundamentally, it changes the... Um, the human body to such significant degrees that no one's ever seen it before. It's the most efficacious fitness program out there for sure. But the almost the more important part of that is the community that comes with it. And um, that community is for some people maybe even more important and stronger than the fitness they get. And that's the perfect blend. That, the, that blend, those two things are the power of um, CrossFit. And it's sad, but right now, both of those are also what's compromised the most because of COVID, the fitness and the community. And, and here's the thing, there's some, some people are, and I don't want to say people that aren't engaging in the fitness are unmotivated, but what I would say, there's some really highly motivated people who are still able to stay fit and to stay training during COVID and the lockdowns, which is tough, which is not like a small feat. And, and those that have found balance in their life to be able to make it a priority, um, I commend them. And to those who have not been able to find it during this time, I totally understand. It, it makes sense. It is a time, tough period to find uh, the motivation to do it on your own. And, and that's what the community and in going into the box especially provided. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, something that you, I know, uh, you like you have no problems like training alone and uh, but uh, I know you you've been uh, you've been doing the open workouts um, in gyms uh, all over the world when you've been traveling and so on and um, one one thing uh, uh, I think that is always like this uh, motivational thing for someone to see that okay uh, 
he doesn't just hand us the the the, the poison or <laughs> or uh, or whatever we want to call it but he actually drinks his uh his own soda and uh, it's uh, one of those things that like if you're not willing to do it yourself or if you haven't been there you shouldn't be leading a team meaning don't ask me to do something or go somewhere that you're not willing to do same thing with behavior don't ask me to uh behave a certain way if you're in a leadership role if you're also not holding yourself to that same standard or or behaving that same way so when you are in a leadership position or even any position and there's a standard that you want or there's an expectation that you have you better meet that standard and you better also um, have that uh, meet that expectation for for whatever the the um, behavior is that you're talking about in this case be open yeah so like I absolutely, and I love it, and I'm proud of it. Of course, I'm going to engage in it because the open's for everybody. And so, like, I have to live by that ethos, too, and I have to to engage in it. It's funny because I've had uh, members of our team in various uh, phases of my time across it. I get really upset when certain people wouldn't um, also register and do the open. I would tell them, like, hey, you're a figure. You're a significant figure, and people look up to you as an example and an exemplar of the community. So you should, you should really be doing the open. And I believe that in terms of myself and all the uh, significant leaders in the company. So yeah, that, that to me is a, a you gotta walk the talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta walk it and you gotta make it happen. And, um, and I, interestingly, I can say that about that phase, but when it comes to programming the regionals and the games, Look, I can't do those workouts more often than not. So that's not an issue of me not wanting to. That's an issue of capability and understanding. This is another important part, understanding your own personal limitations and understanding where to draw the line. That's also a significant piece is in like, hey, and you know, like um, even to use Greg as an example, like he didn't do the open, but he is also 20 years my senior and in a much different place in his life. And so I understood that. And I didn't like what I'm talking about when I'm saying with people doing the open, like there are other people who have other circumstances where like, sure. Okay. I'm, I understand why you can't or don't. And um, so, and so that point ties into the, the open and I'm sorry, the regionals or semifinals and the games where even though I say practice what you preach and walk the uh, talk, I can't do those. So I don't do those. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it's un understandable. It's uh, it's designed for another uh, type of uh, other type of animal, and <laughs> and uh, but yeah, just to go through kind of the details of the open, we are looking into a completely new format. We have three weeks weeks, which is very bad for me because I always need these two weeks to kind of catch up uh, <laughs> at the end. But I'm happy because I'm going to be less destroyed. Um, but we have some news also when it comes to like we have the uh, like the RX version, we have the scale, but then we have this foundations uh, uh, version two and the no equipment. So uh, I'm thinking as like we talk about leadership and everything, I'm thinking uh, this no equipment version uh, is not going to be super easy, but uh, <laughs> but it's something that you can do at home hopefully and you can do it with your kids and maybe even drag your your mom and grandma uh and and do that at the appropriate uh, scale so yes. 
um, and make a real fiesta out of it. So um, is there any details? Did you say a fiesta? Yeah. <laughs> you guys use that word? You guys use that word fiesta? I, I don't know. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like that. That's cool. My 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 co-owner here, he he's a Chilean, so we we have our Spanish lingo. Um, so we uh, yeah, so we uh, is there anything that we are um, that we should be you know looking forward to or uh, or um, not looking yeah. forward to? I don't know. Is there any details there? The, we... Let me talk about the foundation. So uh, in years past, we had the RX, uh, which everyone's familiar with. Then we had the scale. And interestingly, at the scale level, there was um, oftentimes we heard feedback from the community that it's not enough. It's still challenging. And that's true. Some of the scales, it wasn't entirely inclusive. So for years now, I've been wanting to add a third scale division. And, and this was the year that we were able to pull it off. We had the support and the tech support to make it happen. And so we added essentially a third scale, which we're calling the foundation. Now, what the message I want to go out on the foundations is this notion of um, here's what we're prescribing, but also scale as needed, scale additionally as needed. Meaning, so let's say it's a snatch, let's say it's a dumbbell snatch, and the RX is 50 pounds, and the scale is 35 for the men. And then for the foundations, we prescribe 15. But guess what? The point is, if 15 is too much, okay, use a five, use a 10. The coach and the affiliate owner use their judgment with the specific client and make the right adjustment to have them involved and to make it more inclusive. So that aspect of foundations is uh, something I'm really excited about. And hopefully it, it resonates with the community and the athletes in terms of, uh, in terms of the intent. Yeah. I mean now, the gear free, <laughs> like the gear free is gear free but they're still hard <laughs> and you even kind of hinted towards that like they're going to be they're going to be challenging and uh, those also though same concept we're, we're not going to put out the gear free and the gear free scale and the gear free foundation we're putting out one and then again scale appropriately as needed so if you need to scale it that's fine go ahead i'll be honest um, I said this on a, another call recently, um, the gear free has one item and it's not gear, but it's a piece of item. It's a broomstick. Mm -hmm. So there will be a stick, a broomstick or something like that, that, um, will be needed for the gear free. And that's an item that everybody has. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a broom in their house. Everybody go outside and chop a limb off a tree or something. <laughs> but, uh, that ability that gives us the ability to have a little more creativity with extra points for creativity exactly yes exactly. Dave, <laughs> how much how much extra how much workload have you guys in, encountered now coming up with these new versions and because of COVID, has this double tripled your guys's workload and in, in trying to develop the the open season oh yeah so i mean especially with like the adapted division and everything that's going on we, we've had so many changes this year like the, the teams are really maxed out and pushing hard. And, and then with the quarterfinals and the semifinals, there's just a lot of additional, it's a very different season. It may look similar to things in years past, but it's very different. And the demand on, on and all the team 
is tremendous, but it's good. And these are all good things we're doing for the community and to uh, get people excited. Yeah, this is probably the most inclusive version of, uh, let's say, the open because because of all the stages, all the uh, different versions that we can do. You said adaptive. I saw it was like 16 different adaptive divisions That's or something crazy. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's exciting, and it is, it is, you actually hit it on the head, it is the most inclusive, and, um, it, but it's been, it's been a challenge to get going, and it's, but it's been a good challenge, and something that's, it's, we're moving the sport forward, and we're not staying stagnant, we're not um, living in the past, we're, we're advancing it, and pushing, and testing ourselves, and the community. Constantly varied, um, yeah. so I, you, I know you like to work on workout hooks uh and um do you have a specific hook for this uh open to <laughs> uh in terms of what like what do you mean narrow me in like well i i know when you 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 program for the games and and, and so yeah, on yeah, okay yes so yeah. i could just say yes there is but i can't tell you at this point <laughs> yes yes um for okay. sure and you'll quickly figure out what it is but yes Okay, cool. Um, then uh, let's uh, fast forward. I mean, uh, we ca we can't ignore the big elephant in the room, and that's of course that uh, Fraser is out. Um, yeah. There's there's uh, uh, is has Rich already reached out to you and asked like, yeah. hey, can it be individual? <laughs> no, I wish he would. I'd, it'd be cool to see Rich go back individual. It would be best if Rich would have gone individual at some point against Matt. Um, but no, Rich has communicated, hey, I'm going back to individual. Um, and yeah, Matt retiring, it's, it's, yeah, I know. It's, uh, it's the right time for him. And that's what, that's what this is about, what matters for him. And like, he had to make that decision and come to that on his own. And uh, it's good that he did when he did. And now the sport keeps pressing forward. He's our greatest champion ever. And he will be this point he's the most dominant individual athlete and that's a significant feat and he has holds all these records now but what's exciting for me is to see a new male champ come to the top and it's not going to be close i'm sorry let me rephrase that it's not going to be a blowout it's going to be very close yeah. like these guys at the games this year whoever wins on the men's side it's going to be a dog fight i mean they're going to go they're going to be fighting all weekend long, and it might even come down to the last event. And we haven't seen that in years, so that, that it's been like a blowout for years. So that's that's exciting. I'm I'm really uh, this. People have asked me like, do you think this is going to hurt the sport because your biggest star is leaving? No, not at all. And I've gone through this phase before when Froning was leaving. People were like, hey, now that Froning's leaving, are you worried that no one's going to be interested in CrossFit? And, and I was like, no, there's going to be someone new. There'll be someone else to fill. There'll be some other storyline, some other athlete. It's the same thing here. So uh, I commend Matt for everything he's done. He's contributed immensely to this sport. Now he's retiring and moving on. And the new breed, the new crop will fill in and um, keep the sport and the momentum going forward. Yeah, it will be, as you said, a dogfight because as I see it, it is almost up. I mean, there are 20, at least 20 athletes that can win definitely they it depends on how they're training now and preparing and and uh yeah uh it's going to be super exciting to see this season uh for sure um 
move um but yeah we, we'll see what happens nobody really knows exactly what the format will be hopefully it will be madison uh again but i know you you're planning you're you're getting more prepared this year than last year and probably you have some curveballs uh prepared also so um but looking at the other part that you are <clears throat> let's say in control of is uh the crossfit training department and um i was super curious to hear you know if you're ha if you're working on any new visions on that part because i i can see in one sense like so many things have changed now uh since uh since june last year so okay uh, seminar staff has been grounded level ones have been uh you know thrown online um how has that been been you know going so interestingly with the new ownership and and the new way of going forward um eric put me in charge of the sport and he put nicole in charge of the training and so which we're calling uh education now so I'm not as heavily involved now in, in that aspect as I used to be. And for me, I miss it. Like I love people like Mac and those who were on staff and worked closely with me. And a majority of the people who work closely with me know that that was like my real passion. The games is what I'm most popular and most known for because it's so high visibility. But the thing that kept me most busy and stimulated and really engaged was the training work because, you know, the games, it's interesting, it's entertainment to some degree, and it's important entertainment, and it's community, uh, it brings the community together the whole season. But the training department, that's really like where we're touching and changing people's lives. We're teaching, teaching them how to fish, you know, instead of giving them a fish. And um, so it's bittersweet. I, I still, you know, interact with that department, and I still talk to Nicole a lot about some of the direction she's going and where she's taking it. But um, I'm not running it anymore or co-running it like I was. And um, so that's been, for me, kind of a loss and, and a tug on the heart because it meant so much to me, especially the trainers like Matt. But the things that are going on and still happening, it's amazing. I'm still blown away at how many in-person seminars we actually are doing. Like every weekend, we have seminars all around the world that are still happening. And then, yes, of course, we have the online versions that are that are helping a lot and that was exciting to uh, to actually um, make and be involved with when when COVID first hit last year. Um, we pivoted really quickly to make an online course of, of of the level one. At that time, it was only for revals. Recently, we opened it up to everybody. But um, the 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 training space and what's going to happen there is very bright, and I'm excited. Um, for it, and I know Nicole is going to do great things with it, with the support of Eric and the new team. And so, like that, that's going to go to the stratosphere. Everything there is going to get really uh, next level and exciting. And, and so, I'm excited. It's just bittersweet because I'm not directly involved like I used to be. Yeah, I like, I like, I like being involved in so many things. And I like, like when I was the CEO, that's the fucking highlight of my CrossFit career because <laughs> here I am, like. All right, I, I'm I'm involved in everything. I have oversight over everything, and uh, so when I was training in games, for me that was like the best of both worlds. Now I'm just the sport, and and I'm learning how to deal with that. <laughs> I'm learning how to cope with less less oversight of things. Yeah, well, I mean, I wanted to come to that because we have 
something that we are constantly uh, in touch with like we as uh, affiliate owners uh we see you know people talking about they are seeing the games and then uh, we have obviously we have the grandmas we have the um the the retired people uh we have the the teens we have the kids whatever and uh, some of these um let's say members are far away from the games and some of them simply have no idea about it and so it's really um crossfit uh has these like two parts i would say um and obviously something that some some would say you know critiques would say you know and they are um baffled uh, baffled by this you know having to explain but no no we're not having to do, you don't have to go to the games you just need to you know train a couple times a week and you're just going to feel good and um uh, you know look amazing um how's that because you had feet in both buckets uh right the training which is uh also kind of developed into this health part of crossfit right and uh, now it's education and and you had the other foot inside sports so how how how, how was you how were you handling that like left brain or right brain or uh <laughs> interior for me they were always so um the synergy there was always amazing and i mean that in terms of one the energy from one could feed off the energy from the other and like when you look at the games athletes you know, there is a lot of criticism of people see the games athletes and they think that that's like what only what CrossFit is about. And there's others, there's a lot of people who see the games athletes and they see that as inspiration to get into CrossFit or to try CrossFit because of what they represent. And for me, there is all there, for some, there's a lot of tension there. For me, there's a lot of synergy there. For me, that, that balance makes perfect sense to me. So on one end of the spectrum, we have the average person who, who wants to start their fitness journey. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have the best in the world, the fittest in the world. And all in between, there's there's something for everyone else. There's a different level in between those two extremes. And um, I never saw conflict with it. Mm-hmm. I, and I, when I went into gyms, like the truth of the matter is, there's very few gyms around the world, a handful, I feel, who actually are like that, who are just the games. Most gyms are so normal and average people. And even the games gyms, like let's say Invictus could typically be referred to as a gym that's really heavy on the games athletes. They, they have such a huge clientele of just everyday average people. Let's take another example, Mayhem, same thing. Mayhem has all these badasses there, but they have this thriving massive community of just normal everyday people trying to get fit and change their lives. And so like, I feel the narrative is sometimes twisted how the games athletes hurts people from coming in, but in the field and on the ground, the reality is that's not what I was seeing in the field and on the ground. I never found a gym where you go in, it's just all games athletes. And if there's no normal people or, or beginners, that's not the case. Um, and, and so I, I never saw this. I didn't feel there was this notion of like that hurting it us showing it on TV, I mean, hey, here's the deal, or us streaming it, it that's like, people are gonna tune in to see characters and sport and the best in the world go at it. You know, we watch the NBA finals to see LeBron compete against, um, 
whoever. We, we're not watching their NBC or ABC isn't putting on TV the local pickup game from down the street, you know? And, and that's the reality of it. We could, we could air average people, we couldn't air, but if we tried putting average people on some of the big broadcasts, well, we wouldn't get picked up at all. That being said, we do show those people on our platforms and on our channels, and that's significant to us. We have to tell the story. We have to be world-class and leading in telling the story of the community. And so here's the extreme, we tell that story. Here's the beginner. We absolutely have to tell that story. We absolutely have to be talking about this. But guess what? If we don't, nobody else will. Nobody, it's in nobody's best interest to tell this story. Everybody wants to tell this story. You look at the morning chalk up or all these publications, they sometimes tell this story, but they tell the game story all the time because the games is flashy and everybody's excited and everybody knows Frazier and all these big names athletes. But as CrossFit, our responsibility for the world is to tell the story of the people just getting in the pipeline and their path through it. Why? To get more people into the path uh, pipeline and through it. I think that's what, what we as affiliates are actually doing. We are telling that, or we should uh, uh, do that, tell the story. You guys, about. you guys are the pipeline, and yeah. you guys tell the story locally, of course, and then we, we have to amplify it or tell it in a different way. Yeah. Our resources.